So uh, now you've said it, I, I keep talking over you. I'm so bad. I'm used to like um, just being able to talk over Tom. It's <laughs> quite all right. Hello and welcome to another episode of List Envy. My name is Mark Stedman and this is the podcast where I collaborate with a special guest to build a definitive top five list. This week's guest is a podcaster and uh, she is the presenter or co-presenter of Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities, which is all about conspiracy theories and weird things that people believe. Uh, She is Cat Turner and we're going to be building a list of our top five favourite Harry Potter characters. Um, Kat has something of um, an investment in this. She is the biggest Potter nerd that I know. And um, I know some things about Harry Potter. <laughs> so no, this is a, this is a really, really good list uh, and a, a really, really fun episode. Uh, so this is week two. Uh, it's episode three because we, uh, we, we put out two episodes last week. And thank you to everyone who's listened uh, and subscribed and told people and and all that kind of stuff. I'll give you a couple of uh, bits of information before we kick off that uh, if you want to find the show on Twitter, you can do that. Uh, Also, we're on Facebook um, at uh, List Envy Pod. That is our name. Uh, And over on the the, uh, Facebook uh, page, we've also got a group where people are talking about episodes, uh, future episodes and past ones as well. Uh, So if you want to get in there and and have a chat, uh, you'll meet some um, previous and upcoming guests, and it's all nice like that. So, uh, yeah, list EnvyPod on all of the things. Uh, if you've got questions, comments, suggestions, then you can email listenvy at gmail.com, and all of this information is up at listenvypod.com. Right, then, to the episode. This is Cat Turner and our top five Harry Potter characters. I'm 25 and I grew up in the like boom era of Harry Potter. <laughs> like everyone my age loves Harry Potter, I think. It's a very millennial thing. You're nearly you're nearly a generation Z. You're yeah. that you're that young. You're yeah. nearly yeah, I know. Wow. I know. <laughs> it's all right, it's but, all right. Um so I used to have, like, the reason I kind of know Harry Potter so well is I used to have problems sleeping at night. And I've always had problems sleeping. And I used to listen to the Stephen Fry audiobooks every yep. single night. Yep. Um, so I just knew the books really, really well and became obsessed, I guess. I don't want to say obsessed. I'm not a nerd. Uh- <laughs> well, you, well, well, you are. But that's okay. This is a space for, this is a show for nerds. It's fine. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's the safest of, of places. I, um, so much of my, uh, my, my years, like probably similar years to yours growing up were spent not being able to sleep and listening to audiobooks. So I, I, yeah, I absolutely get it. Yeah. And Stephen Fry's got such a good voice. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he, you know, he does, he does a good job with the books. I've listened to, uh, cause I, I rewatched for, for research. I rewatched, um, Goblet of Fire yesterday. Goblet of Fire is my favorite. Oh, cool. Well, I thought I'd seen it. And then I realized, <laughs> no, it's just, I've, I was working and listening to the narration yeah, years yeah. ago and it's just, it's, everything's in there. It's in my head. And yeah. Yeah. Goblet of Fire, I think, is the best book. Oh, we should have done top five book. No, top five characters is better. Um, okay. It's better. Right. But um, I love that book because it's like the turning point of a whole series. Mm. Like before that, it's all like, oh, fun, mischief at Hogwarts. But mm-hmm. like kind of 
it slowly gets darker and darker and i think that book is where it gets like oh shit got real cedric's <laughs> dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the, a boy a boy's died that's the the, yeah. the, 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 wonder, the wonderful line like that's just a strange line but it's yeah it, it's, it's yeah. obviously it happens enough at hogwarts that they're just like yeah a boy's died yeah <laughs> It, it's not good for health and safety. It's no, it's an absolute <laughs> nightmare. Uh, I, I guess in the in the in the next film, um, which I haven't finished, uh, the uh, they, they try and sort of um, uh, aid the the, uh, the the health and uh, health and safety aspect of things. Um, yeah, you know, someone t- comes in and tries to tries to make it all. Well, safe. I mean, she then does make people carve things into the back of their hands, so I'm yeah. not sure how. What was that? That that was me going, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Now this is going to sound awful, but I think the most important thing to know about someone is their Hogwarts house and whether they're a cat or dog person. But I always ask people's Hogwarts houses and you know that like, if they self-identify as a Gryffindor... mm, Yeah, I smell bullshit. Yeah. No one, like, Gryffindors are fucking morons, so okay, <laughs> if you self-identify as a Gryffindor, cool, good for you, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's going to colour the uh, the list that we're going to be building, <laughs> but yeah, that's fine. Actually, no, I went through my yeah. list and I have a surprising, uh, three of them are Gryffindors. Okay. So I have a surprising amount of Gryffindors considering my anti-Gryffindor stance. Okay. It's not that I'm anti-Gryffindor, it's just that Hufflepuff is clearly the best house. Sure. All right. claws are a little up themselves yeah. as well. But. And the, the less said about Slytherin, the better. Um, you've, <laughs> you've also got plans, because obviously you want to sort people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is me This is me doing an interview. Um, you, you, you not only want to sort people, but you're also looking to potentially sort um, non-people as well. Is that right? Ooh, I'm getting a little <laughs> hamster and I'm so excited. I'm going to sort him. So I've already chosen his name. <laughs> I'm going to sort him. <laughs> His name's Mr. Nibbles. I don't have him yet, but that's going to be his name. Um, and then my plan is, okay, I'm going to set up... like. So have I told you about my whole hamster plan? With So I've already drawn up the plans for building a mini hamster Hogwarts out of cardboard, <laughs> which I'm really excited about. And it's going to have little tubes for him to run to. And I'm going to do like, um, you know, in the second book, how they go down to the Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do like cardboard tunnels going down to the Chamber of Secrets. And then it's just full of like bedding mm-hmm. for him to sleep in and then stuff like Aww. that. And I'm going to do little wheels for him to run through and it's going to be so cute. But yeah, the Chamber so of I'm going to do a, um, Hamster Hogwarts. But obviously you need to be sorted into a house to be in Hogwarts. Of course. So my plan is to set up a kind of maze where depending on which door he exits through depends on which house he's in. So I think I'm going to do Gryffindor as you're going to have to be brave. So he's going to have to climb something really, really high and exit that way. Mm-hmm. Ravenclaw, I think, is going to be a really complicated like maze thing where he has to get through the maze and not get lost. Uh, Slytherin, I was thinking about doing tunnels and like... Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Like, cunning, like, going through little tunnels and stuff like that. And then, see, this makes me look like I have a Hufflepuff bias, but I was just going to put food in front of a hole and see if he goes through it. But uh, (laughs) I think that might bias him towards a Hufflepuff. Yeah, because... uh 
house house notwithstanding, he is an hamster. Yeah. So Me he's either. going to go to where the food is? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I need a better idea for the Hufflepuff one. <laughs> I mean, can you not put food at the end of each tunnel and then do the yeah. then do the mazes? Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe I like for Hufflepuff, I just do a really long tube because it's like, it's not difficult, but you've just got to keep going. Because ah. I think that's what Hufflepuff is about. Like, you've just got to work hard, just stick to know, it. Stick to it. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's that's a good spirit. Um, yeah. So this is this is exciting, um, mm-hmm. and I, I I can't I can't wait to see what happens. I'm wondering for Slytherin, perhaps you could build some sort of not Wicker Man, but like um, some kind of uh, f- fake scare hamster for Mr. <gasps> Nibbles to fight. Yeah. And perhaps you could control him. You could just make a finger puppet or something. Yeah. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I'm imagining like a little finger hamster, like trying to fight off a hamster. I made, um, so it was one of my friend's birthdays and he doesn't even like cats. He has a dog. So I don't know why I did it, but I put all his presents in a box that I decorated to look like a cat. Mm. Um, and I put a little cat face on it, and I let, and it was just like a card, uh, like shoe box with a cat face on it, and it mm-hmm. wasn't that well made. <laughs> but my cat came into a room, and obviously it was at about eye height, and she saw the other cat's face, and immediately it was like, <gasps> and puffed up really big, and got really scared of this little cardboard wow. cat. <laughs> I know. I mean, my cat is a scaredy cat; like she yeah. is ridiculous. But like, but even that was a bit far. Yeah, that's that's a bit much. I feel like Bailey um, might uh, wither under the pressure of the gaze of a cardboard cat. Yeah, <laughs> that's something I feel like I know about her. Um, yeah. Mm, okay. Um, well, the the way we're going to do this is, um, I, I, I first I, th- I think what we need to do is talk about what we might call our honourable mentions. So uh, people who okay. we we need to make mention of but are perhaps or or definitely not going to go on the list um okay so what have you got what have you got in mind well okay it depends i i have my top list for my favorite characters and most of my favorite characters are also ones i happen to deem to be good people mm. but i know that there's some characters who are like bad people but are still super interesting characters yep so I think Dolores Umbridge needs to be mentioned as a, a brilliant villain. Yeah. She's amazing. Absolutely. So what, why don't you uh, give us the, the brief um, the, the brief picture of, uh, of Dolores? Um, she has exactly my style of clothes and decor. It's all pink, frilly cats. Like, it will make you vomit when you look at it, but I fucking <laughs> love it. <laughs> like, her office is, like, what I dream my office will be like. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all pink and frilly and lace. Um, and for some reason, that's associated with, like, a girly... This is something... I've got a bone to pick with you, J.K. Rowling. All feminine things in the book are associated with being negative. Like, anyone who's seen as, like on the more feminine end of the spectrum. Like Dolores Umbridge with her pink. And then like Fleur, when people didn't like her because she was all feminine. And Lavender Brown, like people didn't like her because she was like typically girly. Why are you writing these people as bad, J.K. Rowling? 
I've got a bone to pick anyway. No, I, I feel I feel like that. I want to I want to pick this bone with you because um, there there are number of bones to be picked. Um, so that perhaps are. we'll we should briefly part the list uh, and talk about um, the, uh, the somewhat as as time has progressed, somewhat more problematic areas of the uh, of the Potter universe. I mean. Black wizards don't exist. Apparently, that's the truth. J.K. Rowling decided to write one. No, we've also got Kingsley Shacklebolt, who I love. Um, yeah, she just doesn't have any <laughs> diversity in the books. And then decides, oh no, I'll add it in afterwards. Bitch, no. Wait, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Well, you've already said fucking. I think I think we can slip a bitch in, as it were. <laughs> you, you can beat me out if you want. That's fine. <laughs> Out of four podcasts, you're the third. Uh, four, four episodes, you're the third person to ask if we're swearing, so that's fine. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. Okay, um, where was I? Yeah, you can't just make stuff up. Like she randomly makes up like Anthony Goldstein. Goldstein was Jewish, and it's like it hasn't either put diversities, put diversity properly into your book, or don't come on along afterwards and be like, oh, actually, this because you're not helping anyone. Put representation in your book properly. 100%. Uh, this argument was uh, put forward in the... F- I don't know why, but it was put forward in the final episode of Beware of the Leopard, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Pol- uh, Galaxy podcast that I uh, formally uh, produced. And uh, yeah, we had the same argument. You can't score woke points retrospectively. No, you can't. Oh, no, you can retrospectively if you wrote if you wrote it in the past, but not... No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't add to your universe or just, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. Especially when you're also, like, low-key a bad person. Like, oh, now, tell us about that. Just, <laughs> you know, J.K. Rowling's whole thing of following turfs on Twitter. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a thing, isn't it? And then, like, the whole Ilvermorny thing was ridiculous, where she, like... So she wrote the American magic school, like, the American equivalent of Hogwarts. She wrote a story about it, and it's called Ilvermorny. Right. And she wrote it as colonialism, but not saying colonialism was bad. Like, the whole story of how the school came to be was white guys came over from England, saw that Native Americans were doing magic without wands, and were like, uh guys uh you're doing it wrong um have a wand and like taught (laughs) them how to use magic and then did a school based on native american traditions but it was all founded by white people oh right so she um she she um paul simoned magic she did this without consulting any native american people Uh... like she just wrote it and like yeah it was just bad it was so like everyone was so mad at the time they were like and she was like incorporating loads of like what she thought were native american themes oh no but some of them were like some of them were real native american traditions and some of them were like made up bullshit but like the houses she named them after like native american magical creatures but i think a couple of them were real native american magical creatures and then a couple were just like english like like white people folklore and what white people thought native american people did and it was just bad it was just bad yeah yeah there's i mean i mean there's a there's a lot of it about yeah um okay so i mean it's it's i don't think you'll struggle to to answer this but i'm i'm just it, it's I don't know. I'm curious to know. Given all of this stuff, you discover this 
sort of later in life as as you know our our uh, our eyes and ears become more attuned to the world around us mm. how does that or does it color your enjoyment of of the potter universe um it does slightly but i feel i feel like the fandom have taken harry potter and made it our own mm-hmm. like i think the fandom have made it better like there's a lot of people like a lot of people sort of fan cast characters as different people so like a lot of people view james potter harry potter's dad as like um having indian heritage or whatever so then harry's like mixed race and obviously people a lot of people see hermione as black and stuff like that and like i think the fandom have taken it like once you've released a piece of work jk you need to get rid of like let it go and let us own it and let us do what we want with it i think like it belongs to the fans now <laughs> yeah no it's it's uh, it's it's an oft uh, an oft cited argument um george lucas has, has often been said to to struggle with with exactly the same thing um you know it's at some point the universe you've created doesn't belong to you anymore it belongs to the people who who love it uh, and the people who continue to allow you to um uh, live off of it and and you know potentially create more from it so yeah yeah and i i, I really like that about the harry potter universe and the harry potter fandom is that like people do just kind of go off on your own tangent and make up stories about characters and about how like really some of them were gay but it's not the same as jk rowling being like oh really they were gay because it's like no we're making our own representation where you didn't so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, yeah, um, actually, on, on that line, then, do you read any um, Potter fan fiction? Not especially, no. Um, I just no. I I really actually, I fan fiction feels like something I should be into, and it feels like something I want to read, but I can never be bothered. And <laughs> yeah, I have a great idea for a podcast i really want to do someday which is like rating and reviewing fan fiction because mm-hmm. i know for a fact there must be so much amazing fan f- i mean bad fan fiction oh, yes. but also amazing fan fiction out there but i think it would be so fun to sit down and actually read and review it and go over the good stuff and the bad stuff like i don't know have you heard of my immortal i've heard of it i don't know what it is yeah <laughs> it's just an awful harry potter fan fiction that's ah. <laughs> truly trash mm-hmm. well you know as, as as lots of people say that's how um 50 shades of gray started yeah mm. Ugh. Mm. All right, so let's get back to your honourable mentions then. Oh yeah, um, Von Weasley isn't on my list. But oh, okay. I think he's a really good character. Yeah, but he's just like I like how much of a whiny bitch he is, mm-hmm. but sometimes he's a bit too much of a whiny bitch. Mm-hmm. Like I like how three D of a person he is. Like that is how someone would feel if they were in his situation. Mm-hmm. But also it, it's how I would feel if in if I it's like a holding up a mirror to me <laughs> and I'm like I see why you're a human, but also I don't like looking at myself in a mirror. I don't mm-hmm. want to see all of my flaws reflected back at me in a character. <laughs> yep. Well, we have a we have a mutual friend um, who uh, who identifies and has been identified as Ron Weasley. So uh, I want to uh, I want to kind of um, I, I was I was gonna I was gonna shout out Ron. Well, well, let's see, let's see how our how our list progresses. Um, yeah, I want to see 
what your mm. list is before I do honourable mentions. So uh-huh. Okay, yep, cool. I okay. know who we're not mentioning in the list. Okay. Well, it falls on you then to throw out the first name that absolutely has to be in the top five. Okay, I've got my top five and I've got them ranked one to five, as in five is the one I'm like still great but least and then one is like my favorite should i go five to one or one to five well uh we're g- i think i think the best way of doing it is we'll we'll do one to five and then we'll figure out um you know i i don't know if the order will change from what you've got i doubt it okay but let's see what we got. so what's your number one <laughs> number one has to a hundred percent be on the list is hagrid hey he's my number three he's your number how is he not number one hagrid is Everything everyone should want to be. Aww. He's so kind and yep. caring and just a nice person. Like, okay, maybe he slips up, but everyone loves him anyway. And that's, like, the flaws are so often what make a character interesting and relatable. He's possibly one of the characters that owns his flaws, like, right off the bat, very quickly. Yeah. Like, he cops to his shit very quickly. Yeah. And I think, like... He knows who he is, but not in such a way that makes him arrogant. Like, he's still got Mm. enough questioning and enough that he could change his mind if someone presented him a better reason. Like, I think a lot of characters are like, they know who they are and you couldn't change them for the better. Whereas Mm -hmm. I feel like Hagrid, you could definitely change him for the better. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like he he's maybe someone who voted... Uh, a little righter than centre than you'd like just because that's what their dad did. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you could have a conversation with them and they'd be like, oh no, I didn't realise I was, this is what I was saying with my vote. And, and you'd be able to actually have a nice yeah, fruitful absolutely. conversation. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a really lovely pick. Um, yeah. How, how are you with the um, the film representation? I, I, I think the film representation's pretty good. I, I, yeah, I think they got his look and everything spot on. Um, I wish they'd gone into a bit more of his backstory, like, with his dad and his mum and how, like, his mum was a giant and his dad wasn't and how, mm. at the age of seven, he was able to pick up his dad and put him on top of a wardrobe. Like, yep. I, I even think in the books that would be so interesting to explore more. Yeah, it was it was just a little throwaway line, wasn't it, in, um, yeah, yeah. in Goblet? Yeah, yeah. But, like, I can imagine how weird that would, like, what a strange power dynamic that would be trying to raise a child who's, like, already stronger and bigger than you. But he's such a sweetie that it's like he'd never do any, like... Yeah. Absolutely. I just want to know how his dad raised him so well. Yeah. <laughs> Easily, he's the odd one out. Like... He was probably picked on, and how he didn't turn that into a negative, I don't know. He's so sweet. He is so sweet. Okay, um, so my number one, and I'm I'm so my my list is not based on likability. I should throw throw that out now. It's based on like. I'll, I'll I think give... I know who you're going to say, and I wrote a separate essay oh. about this character who okay. I thought would be on your list, and I'm like, no, say it, and we'll see. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, all right. I was going to justify, but I'll just tell you. It's um. My my number one is Snape. Oh no! Mm. 
Gross. Why? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't write. No, that's not the person I wrote an uh, essay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I I don't like Snape. I think he needs to grow the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I'm always going to have to bow to to your greater knowledge on this. <laughs> but I like. Uh, so my my favorite literary character is Gollum from mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings because he's so conflicted and. Snape is not conflicted, but he's contrary. Yeah, uh, I, you know, and I, and and he's he's sinister, and he's all of these things, but he's basically uh, not a baddie. Um, but he 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 presents as one. Uh, he identifies as one, and and I like I like that duality in a character, and I, I you know I love I love the performance in in the in the film. Oh um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but as as a as a character, I think I find him. I find that whole duality interesting. Okay, I have two characters on my list, which are three and four, which are both people who I think are better Snapes and more interesting oh, cool. Snapes. Okay, fantastic. So one okay. of them, I think, is one of them leans towards why you like Snape, and he's a mm-hmm. lesser known character, and that's Regulus Black. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know Regulus Black? Uh, He's an obscure he, character. Did, did he do a seven-inch vinyl with Scroobius Pip? <laughs> no. So no. he's, you know, R.A.B., the locket? Yeah, sure. Okay, so he's R.A.B. So okay. I'll tell you Regulus Black's story. Okay. So he's Sirius Black's brother, mm-hmm. and he grew up in a very pure-blood household who were very anti-muggle-born. And he was sorted in... So Sirius was older than him and was sorted into Gryffindor and obviously became friends with, like, James Potter and all of them and became very pro-muggle-born. Regulus was sorted into Slytherin and was dragged into, like, the Death Eaters. Mm -hmm. And he joined Lord Voldemort when he was 16 years old and got the Dark Mark. Mm. And then... Um, he realised he didn't want to be a Death Eater anymore and what they were doing was wrong because he saw sort of Sirius's life and how, like, he was the better person. And he let, like, so he went against his whole family and the Dark Lord and he found out about the Horcruxes. Uh, he found out about Lord Voldemort's Horcruxes and he's the one who destroyed the locket. Right. So he found out about the locket holding like part of Voldemort's soul and it was the first one he found so he went there and he went with Creature the house elf who was his house elf and he went and he drank instead of getting Creature to drink the liquid he drank the liquid himself to get the locket at the bottom got Creature to destroy the locket well, he got Creature to keep the locket, and I think... Sorry, he got Creature to keep the locket, and then Harry destroyed it later when they found it with Creature. But he got Creature to keep the locket, and then he died instead of Creature um, when he was drank all that awful potion, and he was dragged in by the, like, zombie people. And it's like, he grew up his whole life being a black, being told he had to be pure blood and he had to, like, do this. And then he changed his mind and, like, risked... Like, he killed himself to kill one part of Voldemort's soul and then he never gets any recognition from his family because Sirius never knew that he did it. Damn! Yeah, he's an amazing character. I love him so much. And he's, like, obviously in the films they don't show any of this, but in the book it's kind of, it is, it's spoken about as, like, that's what happened because obviously Creature tells him how he got the locket. Um, 
But yeah, and he set and he kills himself over creature mm-hmm. who's a little shit, mm-hmm. but he saves creature. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So is 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 that a, is that a contender or is that sort of uh, an honourable mention? No, I think he has to be a contender. I know okay, he's an yeah, obscure no. character, but no, I, I just think that. he's a better version of like Snape changed his mind about being in the Death Eaters, but. Yeah, okay, he joined Dumbledore and he risked his life and stuff. But I just think Regulus had so much more he was battling against and did so much more by himself without any help. And he wasn't obsessed with a girl he met when he was 11. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. All right. (laughs) Like he did it because he knew it was right. Yes. Not for his own selfish reasons. Snape did it because he loved Lily. And that's like a selfish reason to do it. Regulus did it because he knew it was the right thing to do. Okay. All right. I think we have different definitions of love, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, well, that's, since that's your pick, I'm going to go with my number two, which is Dumbledore. Ah, oh, this is my essay. Ah, <laughs> oh, lovely. Okay. I, okay. I admit Dumbledore's a, like an interesting character. Mm-hmm. And like yep. I, well, I'm not opposed to having him on the list of interesting developed characters. Okay, but he literally groomed Harry to die for the greater good. He knew that Harry was a Horcrux, and he sent Harry on a suicide mission without telling him, and bought him up and groomed him to want to die for the greater good. Whew. Uh, cool. Well, that's um, it's rather dark. Yeah, <laughs> Dumbledore's a dark character. Like, I get that he's like, we need to kill Dumbledore, and one person shouldn't. Like, I get his whole thing. Like, we're doing it for the greater good. Mm-hmm. But also, you're sen- you're training a child soldier, and then sending them to their death. Yep, and then. In the fifth book, when he stopped, or I think it was the sixth book, when he stopped talking to Harry because he was getting too attached mm-hmm. and he knew that Harry was going to die. Like, ah. why are you being a dick? Like, it's a child who you're killing and you're like, oh, I'm getting too emotionally attached. I'm going <laughs> to stop talking to him. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop playing with this kitten now because uh, at some point I'm going to lop its little furry head off. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to let someone else do it. Um, yeah, okay. That Okay, okay, yes. But, like, I love his whole backstory with Grindelwald and his sister and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I really hope they explore that in Fantastic Beasts. Has that been any good? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no, not as bad as the cursed child, but I liked the first Fantastic Beasts, but mm-hmm. the second one was bad. Did they make so the, the cursed child? That was the the play. Did they was was that ever put yeah. onto film? No, no. I've just read no, no. the script and oh ah, my and God, didn't care it for it. Bad. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So bad. I hated it. It's horrible when that happens, isn't it? Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. What you got for me next then? Um. I'm gonna. This is my fourth pick, but I'll come back to my second. But I'll do my fourth now because it's Ooh. my other Snape alternative. Right. Which is, if you like the whole, I love someone and they don't love me back thing. I fucking love Lavender Brown as a character. Mm -hmm. I think she's amazing. And I relate to her 
so hard. She's like a teenage girl who likes to giggle and have fun. And there's nothing wrong with that JK Rowling. (laughs) (laughs) And like, even though she's silly and like likes to giggle and have fun and do divination and calls Ron, Ron, one, one. And like, she's just a teenage girl who at the end of the day still sacrifices herself and dies in a battle of Hogwarts and is part of a DA and goes out of her way to... Like, she's a true Gryffindor. And I don't think that her bravery should be diminished by her femininity. Yeah, I think you make a solid a solid case. I also like the fact that you threw out the DA for, like, you know... We all know that means Dumbledore's army. Just, you know, we're, we're, we're all, like... Yeah. We're, we're all well, hip everyone to, calls it the DA. Yeah, what the, are the, you... <laughs> the DA, obviously. The DA. Um... <laughs> All right, so so I, I I think that's an interesting an interesting one. I think we're building up a solid sort of back line at the moment, so I think it's going to be really interesting once we uh, yeah I don't know how we're going to yeah how this uh, is going to shuffle shuffle forwards. Um, but I, I I like where we're going with Lavender Brown. Okay, um, I'm basically just throwing out names for you to be like, no, this is why this is why this isn't no, this is why no, this okay. is why that. <laughs> Tell me uh, your next one. Um, I'm I'm next going for Neville Longbottom. Oh, I'm happy with Neville Neville Longbottom. Ah. He's not on my list, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I like. Yeah. Him. I think I like him for similar reasons that I like Lavender Brown. Like they're mm. both kind of they don't immediately seem like the kind of people who would sacrifice themselves and give their life and be so brave, but they are. Do you watch? Did you watch any of? I, I, I'm going to assume no. Uh, any of the Game of Thrones. No. Okay. Well, there's a character uh, in that who's there right from the beginning called Samuel Tarley, and mm-hmm. uh, I've heard some people posit that he was sort of the analog for the writer. Um, and he's just this kind of fat, useless. I have um, this. I've read the first book, so right. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's a sweet, he's a really sweet, likable, yeah. sympathetic character, and he's just no, he's not really good at anything. He then finds out what he's really good at and does a bunch of really good stuff and and uses his brain and he tries to be brave and and he's you know the epitome of yeah knowing that bravery is not being afraid. Bravery is doing the, the, yeah. doing the thing and whatever. Um, and I, I get a sense of that with with Neville. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think, yeah. I I love Neville so much. He's so like understated. Like mm-hmm. a lot of Gryffindors are like an- annoyingly like uh, I'm going to jump headfirst into trouble and not mm. like Harry and Ron and Hermione. They're always like, oh, let's go fight the troll in the bathroom. And it's <laughs> like no, just tell a teacher. Why why are you <laughs> why are you doing it yourself? And then yeah. <laughs> mm. And yeah. then Neville's just a bit more sensible, but knows when to pull out the bravery card, whereas the others just pull it out all the time. Yes, absolutely. Um, I was really taken, actually, in um, in uh, oh, I think yeah, Order of the Phoenix with uh, with Potter assembling his his army, mm. and that's where uh, I, I started to really see uh, Longbottom come in. And it's also where Harry Potter actually started to do stuff. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, he started to be less of a passive, this is happening to me, and more of a, fuck, I've got to do something. Because he was groomed by Dumbledore, but okay. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, like th- that that stuff because I'm I'm you know I I am not as as well versed in the universe, and so that that was stuff I was I was less hip to. But having seen that, I sort of I understand exactly where you're where you're coming from, and I I see that right from the beginning where, uh, or in in the, in the scene where everyone's together, and you'll have to forgive me because everything's based on the films, but okay. uh, in in the scene where um. <clears throat> Uh, your, your woman is is taking everyone to task because of Dumbledore's army, and he's like, "Nope, that's totally me. Uh, I invented it. Uh, it's nothing to do with the boys. I I, I wanted them to, to yeah. set this up." And it's like, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I appreciated Harry's agency in that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so and I also like uh, going back to Lavender. Like mm. she and Ginny started it up again when Harry left. Mm-hmm. Like when they left in their seventh year, like they took it into their own hands and Neville as well. That's why mm-hmm. I like them because they were kind of like, he's gone, but we can do it ourselves. We don't need Harry flipping Potter. <laughs> exactly. We don't need those horn ring glasses. All right. Yeah. What's uh, what's next? Okay. Second on my list, McGonagall. Ah. Yeah. I love McGonagall. She's mm-hmm. great. I think she's just the perfect, she's the perfect teacher that you mm-hmm. want. Like, she's a mix between stern and kind. Mm-hmm. And I love the scene in the book where um, I think Harry has just, like, shouted at Umbridge or something and said mm-hmm. how much he doesn't like her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's sent to McGonagall's office and then he explains what has happened. And then she just looks at him and she's like... Have a biscuit, Potter. <laughs> like I just love that so much. Where it's clear she approves, but doesn't want to say it. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever? Did you have any teachers like that? Um, not really. I don't think I've ever had a teacher. All the ones that were stern, I never saw the soft side of. Yes. Um, and all the ones that were soft, like. Their stern side wasn't very good. Like they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they, they, they needed it, you can't it, turn it they, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it's it can be surprising sometimes. There was one woman um, who was very softly spoken. She had one of those sort of um, very throaty, throaty voices. Mm. And then when she when she shouted, it was it was it was bizarre. Um, <laughs> it was just like a like a really low yeah. sort of very very strange. Um, but yeah, like I, I think I had a teacher like that in primary school, and mm. you always you always appreciated it because it's just, it feels more, the connection just felt more real like, or earned. I remember now in primary school, I did have a teacher who was, actually, I've had a couple of teachers, like, I don't know why I said no. I had a teacher in primary school who was very much like this. He was like, she was so kind, but like, you didn't mess with her. Yeah. And I had a maths teacher in secondary school who, so, um, I always hated maths at school so mm. much. Wow. And I dropped down to the second set and it was the only set where I was in the second set. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not the best at everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> and I went into this teacher's class and she was just a, ma- a really good teacher. And she's the kind of one who made me good at maths. And I'm so, like, I'm so glad that I was in the second set. Like, I'm so glad I did bad at math. Well, not bad, yeah. but I didn't do the best at math. So now I'm good at it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, did you ever read Matilda? Yes. Yeah. Miss Honey. Um, yeah. Possibly a little bit softer, but but one of the things Dahl said, like off the bat with the characters, she she you you never really see her smile. Yeah. Um. But she she had a she had a warmth to her, and um. Yeah. It's it's always lovely when you you 
And it, it, I think there's you get a few a little glimpses of this in, I think, uh, probably in late in later books and, and films mm. where that sort of slight conspiratorial thing where you can do that when the kids are a little bit older. You can have that sort of a nod and a wink between a teacher because it's like, li- yeah. listen, we're on a level here. You know that this isn't kosher, but we'll let it slide or, yeah. you know, you know, you're not going to make a fuss. Kind of like that, that kind of thing can sometimes mean a lot because it's like, oh, they're treating me like a grown up. Yeah. <laughs> and I think she kept Dumbledore in check yeah. a lot. Like, I think that together they made a good team because I think she was kind of like his moral compass in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like when he just left Harry on the doorstep and McGonagall was like, what are you doing? <laughs> just leaving an infant on a doorstep. Like at least she had the insight to be like, you're not a, go- you're not doing a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though she trusted him and knew how wise he was, like she wasn't afraid to call him out. Yes. Um, Okay, so my, my final one is, is one we've already mentioned, um, and it, it is Ron. Um, mm. I I mean I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna necessarily go massively to bat for him apart from uh I think it's <sighs> No, you know what? I, I don't have a, I don't have an overly strong case. Um, I kind of just <laughs> didn't want to pick Harry Potter for the sake of p- picking Harry Potter. You know what? I'm going to change. I, I am I am going to change. Um, okay. And I'm going to go for Hermione because um, mm-hmm. if if I actually think about the things I can identify uh, about two two similar characters or two two characters who are not Harry Potter, uh, Hermione is absolutely one of them because uh, she can be intolerable. Yeah. Um, because you know she's she's Hermione, but she also has the brain the size of a planet and she. Um, she she cares and she's got a big old moral compass on her yeah. and that is to be appreciated if sometimes a little bit eye rolling. Yeah, I think I never identified that much with Hermione, mm-hmm. which is weird because I feel like looking back I should have because like, I don't know, I always identified more with characters like Lavender Brown who were a little more... Um, or now I identify more with characters like Lavender Brown who are a little more um, fun mm. because I just feel bad for characters like that who get seen as being morons just because they have more feminine attributes. But I do also look like, I don't know, sometimes Hermione annoys me, but mm-hmm. I can see why so many people love her so much like i think she helped a lot of people like i think loads of people love hermione and identify with her so much and for that reason she should probably be on the list even if she's not my personal favorite yeah that's yes this this is uh, this is the responsibility we have of building a, a definitive list yeah sometimes it just can't <laughs> always be our favorites uh all right well well i'm i'm uh, my chamber is empty so um why don't you um why don't you I finish have one us off more. i have dobby Ah, uh, I did. I did consider Dobby. <laughs> um, he he was kind of my last add to the list because I was like, he's a bit goofy, he's a bit funny, but like he's just a good time. Like he's just a good comic relief character who also has a heart of salt, like gold. Yeah. Like he's just a, yeah, he's a good character for like breaking up the drama mm-hmm. with funny. Yep. But then when he dies, it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> I do Spoilers. love Dobby. Yeah, okay. Well, on that note, we ha- we have a shortlist. Okay. 
So from bottom to top, we've got eight names. So from bottom to top, we've got Dobby. Da- well, I've 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 put these in in a sort of a, an idea of an order, so we we can quibble about the the final order. Okay. Um, Dobby the House Elf, Se- uh, Severus Snape, Regulus Black, Albus Dumbledore, Hermione Granger, Lavender Brown, Minerva McGonagall, and Hagrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I forgot his full name, uh, but Hagrid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, do you do you consent to this list? I do. I like that list. It's a good list. Okay, so let's let's start off then. What has got to be number one? Um, and 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 we should also address the elephant in the room, and we'll address that in a minute. But first, let's let's look at what our number one is. You've kind of convinced me about Dumbledore. Like I, when I compiled my list, I was thinking of characters that I really like as people. Yeah, but Dumbledore isn't someone I like as a person. But he's a super interesting character. I don't want to put him first. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Maybe I want. I think maybe Hagrid. I want to put first because I do like. Or maybe Mug- I don't know. Who do you want to put mm. first? Ooh. Um. I. I sort of. So I. I. I ordered these based on our. Um. Our sort of mutual mm-hmm. noises that we were making. Um. And. I'm happy with with Hagrid at the top spot. I really am. Let's put Hagrid at. the I'm top I'm happy spot. with a, just a pure, a pure good-hearted character. At yeah, the top I there. think he deserves number one. Yeah. He's just a good person. Lovely. Um, do you want to go for Dumbledore as number two? I think so. Okay. Um, so what? So we, we've got McGonagall, uh, Lavender, Hermione, Regulus, Cerberus, and Dobby. What are we going I'm for number three? I'm happy to drop Lavender so long as Regulus is somewhere on the list. Yep. Okay. But I don't mind where about he is. That's good horse trading. Okay. Uh, well, that's fine. So, um, I, I, it, it seems to seems to make sense that McGonagall is number three. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hagrid, Dumbledore, McGonagall. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. Hmm. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna make a move for Snape to be number four. Can Regulus be above Snape? I just okay. think he's better than Snape. I'll yep. have Snape yeah, yeah, yeah. as number five, so long as Regulus is number four. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, well. So in in so in so doing, uh, that does leave Hermione and Dobby off the list. Yeah. So it's you. You're yeah. you're a part of this as well. So how how do we feel? I think we've got the right list of the most interesting character a, mi- a mix of good and interesting characters yeah because it's yes absolutely because it's kind of about satisfying and, and rounded characters as well as good good people and likable yeah. and yeah and like dobby and uh hermione they get enough love as it is yeah they'll, they'll be fine yeah they'll be fine. <laughs> all right so our final list then is uh severus snape regulus black minerva mcgonagall albus dumbledore and rubius hagrid Oh, it's perfect. What a lovely list. So, elephant in the room time before we wrap up. Okay. Crucially, why is Harry Potter not on a list of best Harry Potter characters? <laughs> we didn't even bring him up. No, we didn't. Didn't even talk about him. No. He's not even a bad character. It no. just feels like the obvious pick where it's like, eh, eh, okay. Like, he's fine. Like, 
he's fine. Like he's a good, like he's an interesting character, but I think because the book, the whole book is kind of not from his perspective, but we know so much about him. There's less that we can kind of not speculate about, but I, I, I'm completely with you. I would also argue that I don't know if he is the most interesting character. He's just got a a really good backstory and, yeah. and a legend and a and a uh, what's the word a destiny or whatever. Um, for, what's the word? like a prophecy, like and that's interesting. Yeah, uh, and that's very sort yeah. of hero's journey, like like old storytelling stuff. But as a character himself, there's not a lot to him. Yeah, he's he's. I like how sometimes a little, he's a little bit snarky and cheeky, but yeah. I feel like because we see a lot of his emotions written in the book, somehow they're not as strong. Like when I imagine, say, like, I don't know how Regulus Black felt, because a lot of that we don't know, a lot of it we make up in our heads. And I think that's so much more powerful and emotional than reading about someone's emotions. Absolutely. And I think so we kind of just take Harry for granted as like, yeah, he's there. Yeah, we sort of know too much. Yeah, like it's, it's already been laid out for us. We, yeah, yeah, we've got less. We've got less work to do, and it's less satisfying to, um, to to take to take that journey. So yeah, I think similarly why we don't have Hermione or Ron in the toplet. Like we both we mentioned both of them, mm-hmm. but yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I, I'm I'm very pleased with this with this list. Um, yeah, there's so many characters I would have liked on the list. But, yeah, who, who but else? Molly did, uh, and did you Arthur. Tonks, Remus Lupin, Sirius Black, like they're all. Oh, Lupin's a great, great character. Yeah, Lupin is amazing. Well, there we go. Well, um, where where can people um, find you and your and your Harry Potter obsession and other things on the internet, Cat? Um, I should have gotten this up earlier. <laughs> I do a podcast called Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities, which is about all things conspiracy theory and curious and strange. And you can find us on Twitter at Cat's Cabinet underscore pod. And I don't have a personal Twitter because I'm lazy and I don't like logging in and out of accounts. <laughs> so I do tweets there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best reason I've ever heard. <laughs> I've got so many Twitter accounts, Kat. I've got so many. I just, um, I, I would never log in and out. I just all tweet on one <laughs> account. <laughs> so that account not only has posts about our episodes and things related, but also random thoughts of mine. So, yep. <laughs> um, well, if you if you want to know if the moon is real uh, or who runs the world mm-hmm. um, or what happened to Flight Three Seventy, um, yeah, or if you want to learn about um. Mothman, uh, then um, just search in your in your podcast app, and obviously there is a link in the show notes to Cat's Cabinet of Curiosities. It is uh, it's a wonderful listen, um, and uh, depending on when this episode comes out, possibly both um, presenters have been on the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, this uh, this list is is finished, but there are many more. So uh, if you want to uh, find out what else we're going to be doing. P- potentially uh suggest some ideas for your for yourself uh, for, well i mean just do them for yourself if you like you can tell i haven't got a script for this bit uh, <laughs> but you can go to listenvpod.com and you can follow us on twitter and facebook at listenvpod and if you have questions or feedback or comments or follow up listenvy at gmail.com um that just about does it so <sighs> i've really enjoyed this this has been very satisfying yeah Cat, thank you very much thank you for having me 